Okay, hi everyone to Next Step Podcast. It's the Tuesday podcast. We're recording on Monday afternoon, almost live. Um, and we just welcome to our podcast today. We're, Tuesday podcast is where we talk through the sermon. Um, so we've got Matt here who delivered the sermon. I'll introduce him in a sec. But we'd like to start this day, this podcast off by acknowledging the, um, our country. And we acknowledge and pay our respects to the first Tasmanian peoples as traditional owners and custodians of the land we walk on. And we also pay respect to elders past, present and emerging and for their care for country, land and seas over the past thousands of generations. So with us today, we've got Matt who delivered the sermon yesterday and uh, a different style of sermon. We'll talk about that in a minute. And then Gus, all the way from Lindisfarne, Tasmania. So, yeah, welcome, Gus. It's been a little while since you were on the show. Yes, has been a little while. How long do you think? Uh, I reckon probably two to three months, maybe. Hmm. A couple of yeah, months yeah. at least. Yeah, good, good. So Gus has been at this church for how many years? Uh, 22. 22, was an elder for many of those years. Um, yeah, so, yeah, it's great. So welcome along. Matt Garvin, how long have you been here? Uh, five and a bit years now. Five and a quarter, yeah. <laughs> yeah, good. All right, yesterday's sermon was a bit different. Um, Matt, you got a bit deep and personal. Uh, mm. Yeah, how did, how did that go? You said you had a few responses after the service. Yeah, I, <laughs> it, was, it was nice. I think a lot of people had an emotional response to the sermon, and so wanted to come and give Leanne and I a hug as they sort of, as I sort of, I think they briefed a bit of our journey and some of the painful bits of our journey. So I think uh, I, so, so that, that was nice. I, I don't, and for some people I'm pleased, it seems like they, they got the intent of what I was trying to say too. And so the con, some of the content was helpful, it seems. Um, mm. So, yeah, that, so the reason for this was we were looking at Psalm 116. Uh, yes. Yep. It would be worth reading that. Gus, I'm wondering if you would read that to us in a few minutes. Sure. I can do that. Yep. Sorry, I should have warned you before we started. Okay. I've um, actually got it here, so that's good. Great. So, Matt, give us a real quick thumb sketch. What, what's, that, uh, what's that Psalm, Psalm 116, got to do with your journey? Well, it, it was a Psalm that became increasingly important for me in a dark moment of life where I had, I, I, Leanne and I had just assumed we'd work with the mission organisation Fusion for our, the, term, the course of our lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were working as faith workers, we didn't have regular ways, but sort of trusted got the money would turn up and really had a lot, a lot of deep friendships and felt like we were doing something significant uh, and that became it became increasingly clear that wasn't going to be the case, uh, and so I, on the on Sunday I talked a bit about that realization and some of the pain of all that and what it all meant for our family and uh, the process of leaving Fusion and ending up overseas and and then then also the process of discovering that God's at work even in some of the painful moments of your life and and that's really what this psalm was about that it's a, it's a calling out to God when you don't have the answers and then a, a thanking God for helping in the in the tough times. Mm. Yep, yep. Well, it would make sense, I think, to have a read through this psalm. 
So we'll take our time. If you've got a Bible with you, have a look at Psalm 116. It's worth having a few reads through it to really let it sink in. I was sharing last Saturday, a week and a bit ago, um, just often my head can read a psalm on the first pass and I can understand all the words intellectually, but it actually takes a few goes to let it sink into my heart um, to, to really capture the essence of it. So always feel free to pause our podcasts. We won't know. Um, and read it a few times let it sink in really meditate on it mm. so gus we will only read it once now <laughs> but go for it thanks that's a very good point dan can i do the message mm. yeah yeah go for it. Right okay psalm 116 reading from the message version i love god because he listened to me listened as i begged for mercy he listened so intently as i laid out my case before him death stared me in the face Hell was hard on my heels, up against it. I didn't know which way to turn. Then I called out to God for help. Please, God, I cried out, save my life. God is gracious. It is he who makes things right, our most compassionate God. God takes the side of the helpless. When I was at the end of my rope, he saved me. I said to myself, relax and rest. God has showered you with blessings. Soul, you've been rescued from death. I, you've been rescued from tears. And foot. You were kept for stamp, kept from stumbling. I'm striding in the presence of God, alive in the land of the living. I stayed faithful, though overwhelmed, and despite a ton of bad luck, despite giving up on the human race, saying they're all liars and cheats. What can I give back to God for the blessings he's poured out on me? I'll lift high the cup of salvation, a toast to God. I'll pray in the name of God. I'll complete what I promised God I'd do. And I'll do it together with his people. When they arrive at the gates of death, God welcomes those who love him. Oh God, here I am, your servant, your faithful servant. Set me free for your service. I'm ready to offer the thanksgiving sacrifice and pray in the name of God. I'll complete what I promised God I'd do. And I'll do it in company with his people. In the place of worship, in God's house, in Jerusalem, God's city. Hallelujah. Hmm. Yeah, nice one. Let's let's grab a bit of background to the psalm first. Matt, do, do you know the context that this was written in or who wrote it? Or Well, there's some discussion about that. Uh, so it's not the, the authorship isn't exactly clear. It's clear that the when he talks about lift high, the cup of salvation, and uh, he's talking about a drink offering and a burnt offering, uh, but it's it's just clear that this is someone who's in trouble and is looking for rescue from God. So, so there's not, um, and and probably less than like I, I did less exegesis and background and that kind of stuff with this than I normally would, um, just because it was. Yep. It was more hitting my story rather than, um, mm. but yeah. So, so there is actually not a lot known about dating or authorship or anything of this one in particular. Mm. Yeah, yeah, great. So, yeah, so we can just take it as someone who's really experienced God in the trials of their life, mm. and this is them writing about it. Yeah, yeah, no, that's great. Um. Yeah, so which of these verses stand out to you guys as you read through it? 
But for me, there were two, two or three key ones. Like, um, I, I had, I had felt quite hurt by people, uh, and the in their message, I think it says they're they're all liars and cheats, uh, mm. and, and I and I, I felt I felt like uh, that. It, that I could echo those words, uh, but there was a call. This verse, that, that verse, was a call for me to not. It, it, he names that, but he says, "Yeah, but you know, I just kept my focus on God. I still call for help." You know, mm. I, I think, and and the the state, the the two things that he says. You know, I'll, I'll keep my promises to God, and I'll do do it in fellowship with His people. Mm. That was a for me. It, it it's easy to feel like um, when bad stuff happens, and particularly for other people, if it's from what you feel like other people are doing, or if you, it can feel like you lose your story, or you lose what's important, or you lose your way, and so. Saying no, I'm going to stay committed to what I was originally committed to. I'm just not going to work out how I thought it was going to work out. That was kind of the what was going on for me in the processing of it. So those are the two bits that stick, stick out to me. Yeah. How about for you, Gus? Well, I thought Dan just on a slightly diversion from that question, but as you said in the intro, sometimes you need to read some of these psalms more than once to actually get yourself in it a bit. And I was surprised, Matt, when you read how many psalms we've studied over the course of the weeks. Like There was quite a lot. And I don't think I probably have been, I don't know, taken or gripped or impacted by them as much as I would have thought, given how many of them we've been through over how many weeks that must be. But it was sort of interesting because what I realised afterwards is it's pretty easy to read some of the Psalms and think, you know, some of them are by David or whoever's written them, doesn't really mm. matter. But that's their story mm. and that's their reflection and their walk with God and their highs and lows and all of that. And so, you know, without delving into it and trying to internalise it a little bit, you know, I don't often sort of, I don't know, reflect myself into what it is they're saying. And not that it's all about me, but it's, you know, it's it's reflecting on what is that saying to me, what's God saying to me in it. And I think what you did, Matt, by taking it to, you know, quite a, I suppose, a sort of a personal, um, vulnerable sort of space is that you showed to me, but I think the response you got from a lot of people was that actually you can you can interpret these things and see what the writer's writing about and then say, right, well, I've actually had some of that experience. You know, mm. I know what that can be like, you know, like you've just said, you know, people calling me a liar or a cheat or whatever or, you know, dissing on me or cancelling me or whatever the term you want to use for it yeah yeah i've had that what was my response to that did i call out cry out to god did i lay it all before him did i you know go and reflect and try and do that or did i just get shitty and you know you know take my bat and ball and go home and that was sort of what i was left thinking after it dan so not really an answer to your question but you know what i took from it was more that you know in in the times where i feel things haven't gone well for me or I've been doubted by someone or circumstances or something have not worked out well for me or whatever. My my often my response is actually just to get a bit shitty and close close down, you know, so like withdraw, mm. withdraw from people, mm. withdraw from things that I suppose are causing that hurt and pain and and in a lot of ways withdraw from God. 
And I was challenged, I suppose, in listening to it to think, well, no, actually a better response is to actually try and stay in that space, not, you know, not just ignore it or shut the door or whatever. But like you said, Matt, you know, try and actually move through it, like work your way through it and see whether you can actually, you know, find God and, and really I don't know, deepen your relationship with Jesus in doing that. And that's that's a much better challenge than just deciding to be, you know, upset for a period mm. and then maybe get, you know, develop a few calluses and move on. Mm. Yeah. 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 Thanks, Gus. In, in verse 3 and 4, Matt, you started the sermon with, um, by the way, if you want to go back and listen to the sermon, you'll find it on YouTube if you look up City Wife. Um, but verse 3 and 4, you, you said, unless you've been through this place, you won't really understand this psalm. Mm. So verse 3 and 4, these are not just poetic terms. Mm. Um, this is someone who's actually had the experience. So it says, the cords of death entangled me and the anguish of the grave came over me. I was overcome by distress and sorrow. Mm. And, it, and I think verse 4 for me, this is the bit that stands out to me, is the, this poet or this writer is someone who's able to go through a really dark time but still walk with, walk with God in that time. Mm. And lamenting um, is, is part of a form of worship that probably in modern Western churches we don't do much of. Mm. Um, we're, we're, we're pretty happy clappy. We don't often talk about the, what is it, the anguish of the, anguish of the grave coming over us. Mm. But, but verse 4, he says, and then I called on the name of the Lord, mm. Lord, save me. And this psalm is a constant coming back and forward of going through, I'm really struggling, but, gee, I'm glad you're with me. Mm. And it's, mm. it's this form of worship where it's, it's, not, it's not really a happy ending, but it's the, the joy is that God is with this person through mm. it. So that, that's what touches me, is that this psalmist is able to carry God through the tough time. Yeah. Absolutely. Or to allow God to carry them, probably. Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me a fair bit of, you know, when you read Job, and Job was being tried mm. and he you know, didn't do what God was asking him to do, so God then tested him. Mm. And he was very, I don't know, self-piteous a lot of the time, but in all of that he never actually forgot to talk to God about it. Mm. So God mm. never stopped answering him and meeting him and challenging him and ultimately, you know, bringing him back home. So, you know... You, it does seem like the psalmist's a bit like that. Mm. You know, it's a real mm. wrestle. It's a real tussle that just goes on and on. Mm. Yeah. And I think for me, one of the central truths that I don't think I've even, I haven't yet found a way to make simple, maybe because it's just not simple, I'll never, but but this, this idea that there is a particular way God shows up in the horrible parts of life. A, like that, for I think it was in this con. Like when Paul says, "I, uh, because God's strength is made power, perfect in our weakness, therefore I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I'm weak, then I'm strong." And that's really what this psalm is also kind of saying: that somehow God, when I yell out to God, I I find him and he turns up and I'm going to remain faithful and tell people about how he turns up. That, that there's this, 
that it's it's almost wrong to tell someone else that it's, to tell someone that the horrible stuff they're going through is going to be used by God for good because it's because mm-hmm. it's superficial. It can sound like if it's it's not a cliche. It's not there's a and you, and some of the stuff you just wouldn't wish on anybody, but this idea that all things work together for good for those who are in Christ Jesus and called according to His plan that that that's at this deep truth that you can't really put on a bumper sticker, um, but it, it's deeply true. And people who haven't people who have spent their life avoiding the tough stuff are small people. They're they're, they're people who who there's they're, they're a bit shallow if you know what I mean there's, there's not as much to them if you don't uh, uh, that may seem a bit harsh but I, I feel like anyway so that was like in some ways that was the core of what I was trying to get across and I feel like it's a core Christian truth that you know you've got to take up your cross and be willing to die to yourself and it's on the other side of that dying to yourself you actually find life Mm-hmm. But it's not a neat and tidy, cliched little dying to yourself. It's a horrible, hard, painful, and it's not always a conscious, like, uh, you know, Jesus didn't actually want to die on a cross. And and a lot of the stuff God calls you to do, you may not want to do. In fact, probably mm-hmm. won't want to do. So, mm-hmm. yeah, anyway, I... If you, yeah, that, it's, that was kind of the core I was trying to get across. And I still, in here, in the way that I'm talking around it and around it, I don't know how to say it. Mm. But I, I'm hoping with enough words to get around it enough. But, if, yeah. but it's also, I'm also describing my own experience in it all too, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if God... God grants you a very easy, placid life. That's that's nice. <laughs> like that's um, but yeah, but I mean, the, one of my favourite phrases is "a calm sea never made a good sailor." And mm. Paul also write that this is the stuff that helps us develop patience and perseverance, character and hope. Mm. Uh, it's going through these trials and difficult times. Um, I don't know if I can say with an integrity that I've lived through something as serious as this psalmist. I don't think I felt the anguish of the grave over me. Um, I have felt overcome with distress and sorrow. So I'm, you know, and I think this is what, as you were reading the psalm, I was um, in my imagination looking around the room. We all carry faces that hide this stuff so well. Like I think pretty much everyone in the room has been through some pretty tough journeys. Hmm. Um, anyone who's lived for 30 years, even 20, you've been through some pretty tough stuff already. Hmm. Um, but we all cover it with our faces. Um, but if you if you are honest with people, you would actually quickly get into a discussion of what have been some of the tough journeys for you. And we, we would find that even the people who we thought were the most placid, easygoing, have carried such trial as well. Um, and so this this psalm's just um, a beautiful reminder through that, I think, yeah, mm. of walking with Jesus through that. Yeah, I mean, I know I know what you're meaning, Matt, when you say, you know, that um, people who haven't sort of experienced a lot of things may be 
don't have quite the same depth. Um, but I guess that's not to sort of say that there's anything intrinsically good about going through suffering and, and bad and all that and vice versa. Nothing intrinsically wrong with having a much easier life. And it's interesting because I have been thinking about this a bit in the last couple of weeks. As you guys know, you know, my mum passed away two weeks ago and we had her funeral last mm. Thursday. Mm. And it was interesting because, you know, we're all reflecting on that and we, we spoke about her and the impact she'd had on us. And one thing that came out probably in the last year or so of her life, she actually had some medical things. She had a fall in hospital and all that sort of stuff. So things didn't go all that well for the last 12 months. It was a pretty shitty year, really, for her. And mm. And she was a Christian woman and very, you know, long-term faith. Actually, someone read out that in, in her mother's Bible, she'd written at, at the age of 16 that she'd she'd sort of met Jesus. So that was really nice. I actually didn't know that, that that was documented at that age, 1946. Anyway, without going on too long, she started saying to me in this last, you know, six to nine months, nine months, she said some strange things. And she said one thing was that, you know, oh, I think I have to suffer now. You know, I think I have to go through some suffering. I've had too good a run. You know, God's now punishing me for having an easy life and for not having a lot of difficulties in my life. And we'd sort of say to her, well, okay, that's fine. You know, I don't know that he's punishing you for that, but, you know, if you're reflecting that you've had a pretty good run, great, good for you, you know, be thankful and now, you know, um, you know, knuckle down and, and we'll deal with some of the more difficult things. And that was sort of the way we talked about it. But it was interesting, you know, and this is just the next thing I was thinking about. It was we're all going to end up ultimately, like she's now gone. And so she's had her meeting with, with the father and, you know, Jesus sitting at the right hand and account for her life. And so I think we'll all end up being asked to account for, you know, what we did in the good times and the bad times, not just, mm. you know, how'd you go with all that shit that came upon you? It'll be also, you know, what did you do with all the opportunities and all the blessings you were given mm. as well? So, mm. yeah. you know, I just, it, it reminded me, I've been thinking the last week or so about that, you know, yes, I need to, you know, reach out to God and, and not forget that relationship when things are going badly, but also in the good times, I need to, you know, realise how, how blessed and fortunate I am and we are and make sure I do the best with the opportunities that he gives me in the meantime. So it's a bit of a balance, I suppose. Mm. And it's good to remember that just you know not so enjoyable going through you know my mum's funeral but it was mm. nice to have that put back in my mind yeah 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 great matt matt you spent some time talking about the three ways that we can go through these tough times do you want to elaborate on that yeah and it didn't come from any book or anything it was just my my own reflection um Actually, don't worry then. If it's not from a book, we're not really interested. <laughs> Sorry. You know, thanks, mate. Appreciate that. Yeah. My insights aren't good enough. Um, <laughs> that just in my own life, I sometimes I have been through bad stuff because I've been an idiot. Um, I've done stuff, said stuff. Um, you know, I... Yeah, I can start listing times. I probably won't. Um, but <laughs> there's been plenty of times where I carry scars just because I've done, I've done stuff I knew to be wrong. Mm. Um, there are other times uh, I carry scars because other people have done stuff that's affected me. Um, and, and, you know, there's nothing... It really feels powerless where, you know... Um, and there are there are other times, like where stuff happens that you can't really attribute to 
either me or someone else directly. Like, and sometimes they're big things, sometimes they're little things. Like sometimes you're in an accident or uh, there was a time where I was just really feeling homesick and just desperate to get home. And I was in Europe and I'd been in America and it had been like four weeks. Then a volcano went off in Iceland and I, I couldn't fly home. I was that came and hung out with you guys for a couple of weeks in England and just feeling like it wasn't anybody's fault, uh, but uh, it was you know it was it was affecting. Um, and so there's some th- there are some things that you can't attribute to the stupidity of any anybody, just that they 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 happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they cause pain, and you know, and ultimately, like uh, aging is one of those things. You know, we, we will, and you know, we'll all, and, and even, you know, some people. Um, you know, it was interesting around the COVID time. It, this sort of came into focus. Some people did stuff to in in order to avoid COVID, like you know, wearing masks or getting vaccines. Some people didn't. And it wasn't. There wasn't always a direct correlation between uh, people who took precautions and people who didn't. And and and, and you know, so some, sometimes random stuff happens. Hmm. So sometimes we're the perpetrator of the rubbish we have to deal with. Yeah. People's face. Yeah. Other, other times it's those where we're the victim of others' crap. Yeah. Yeah. And then circumstance. Yeah. Then there are circumstances, and and all those things, like and like you, you quoted Romans five, Paul reckons we should rejoice in this stuff, mm. like because our suffering our sufferings produce perseverance, uh, perseverance produces character, and character mm. produces hope. But one of the things that I I have seen in myself is it's not necessarily true that sufferings produce perseverance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't always persevere. Mm-hmm. And in fact, the people we pay the most in our society are people that help us avoid avoid suffering, not persevere in suffering. Mm-hmm. People we pay the most are legal or illegal drug manufacturers, you know, entertainment providers, you know, whatever it is. So, Yeah. But it, it, it's true. I mean, it's true of any exercise. The only way to get fit is to suffer. Um, <laughs> sadly, <laughs> they'll keep trying to find pills to do it for you, but you've got to actually suffer a bit to get fit. And 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 I've been on a long uh, walk with Matt. I've seen some of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not pretty. Coming <laughs> down that mountain. Um, but yeah, so this is, but it is, this is a, a truth that I don't, no one really wants to talk about. But hanging out, God wants us to become ourselves, to become freer, to be who we're meant to be. And the only way to produce character is to persevere in the face of suffering. Mm. Uh, and yeah, it's not really good news, but it's, it is God, it is good news because I'm also. Yeah. I, I'm also freer now than I've ever been in my life. I hope I'm going to continue to get freer um, because of some of the crap mm. I've been. But that freedom also comes at a cost because that mm. freedom 
is having to work through the tough times, reflect, yeah. refine, understand, so that you can get to a point of freedom. Yeah. 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 And, and there's no like it, I, I was also conscious of the fact that at that point of the juncture I was talking about where everything felt like it was falling apart we could have we could have gone and I could have got a, gone and got a real job and and had a and sort of started living for money and yeah and could have could have done that and yeah. all of us will will be presented with moments I reckon option like I think Satan's temptations of Jesus were were invitations to step out of his story and 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 step out of the suffering, mm-hmm. um, and and I think this is and and all of us will have had moments where we've done that, where we, where we have in, inappropriately avoided suffering, mm-hmm. um, and. And the, the the paradox of it all is, and Satan will then want to say, therefore, you're stuffed, you, you you've screwed it up. Uh, but the paradox of grace is, you never get to a point where you've screwed it up. That you can always still choose to get back on on the story, and and you can always still choose uh, that somehow God will turn even your bad decisions about avoiding the right sort of suffering into good. Mm. Anyway, I'll stop. So this, my problem is that all this is, it feels like it's deeply true, but I don't know how to say it, communicate it clearly or simply. Mm. Yeah, we often talk about throwing in the towel and in a tough time you could just throw in the towel. Mm. You could even put on the facade of being a Christian and continuing just by going to church or whatever. Mm. That would eventually become frustrating because you, you've thrown in the towel and you're just trying to survive. But the, this this psalmist writing about I, I love it, like verse seven. Return to the rest to your rest, my soul, for the Lord has been good to you. Yeah. Um, he keeps coming back and saying, it, so he's you can see this tussle as he writes <laughs> of oh, Jesus is crap, and then but God, you're with me in it. Yeah. Mm. Um, I, I still think the quote from Peter Clark a couple of weeks ago. That's where that quote that you threw in there, Matt. Go for it, Gus. That, that quote that you put in there, Matt, attributed to Winston Churchill, you know, when yeah. you're going through hell, keep going because the worst thing yeah. would be to stop and stay there. Yeah. I mean, that's that's defeat. That's throwing in the towel. So, yeah. you know, I think, I think you're right, Dan. I think, you know, doing the work to continue, but you don't have to work on your own or, you know, like mm. the exercise, you don't have to walk on your own. You can actually draw strength from, mm. you know, someone who's been there on that journey, done it before you as well. And, you know, that's a good motivation to keep going and to not just stop and, and wallow and get tangled up in it and maybe camp out there. Just just keep going. Mm. I quite yeah. like that quote. I think a lot of people quite like that. I heard, you know, as you, as you read that, there was quite a sort of a, you know, lots of people were sort of saying, mm-hmm, yep, to so that. <laughs> it, it is true. that you, I, I feel like there is a danger of getting stuck in in the dark moment, like, and you end life ends up getting defined by the darkness. Um, hmm. yeah. You'd have to think that you know, and without bagging it, you know, a lot of social media these days does encourage you to wallow in, you know, in chat rooms and, and places where hmm. you're just going to get caught in a bubble of negativity, and that's hmm. you know, I think 
you know, societally, we've sort of created a space that doesn't help people just work through their crap. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Especially these days, we're we're talking about mental illness um, a lot and and isolation, and this um should should be the sum of, of someone who's going through. Yeah, anxiety, mental mental health issues, feeling alone. Uh, this this sum just re reemphasizes again. You're not you're not alone. Because hmm. because if I think back, I, I've been through some fairly tricky times, hmm. um, and I don't know where I would be without God in that. Hmm. So I, so for me, going through some of the you know the valleys of the shadow of death moments, um, there's one one time I remember going through without having. A sense of the presence of God, and that was probably my my darkest time of confusion and isolation and stuff. Oh. But, but my other trials that I've been through, been very conscious of God right with me, and and the the, the hope that that brings that this is this 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 too shall pass. You know, this is just a season, and uh, yeah, it's not going to be here forever. So oh. journeying with God has been the the best thing for me in those hard times. And and the one time when I journeyed without God was the one of the worst. Yeah. Hmm. And yeah, it's key, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, one of the times that I can think of, Dan, that feels like, you know, the most difficult, darkest sort of times, for me it's the times that you get very heavily invested in. So they're the things you really, really want, the things you want to do well or to work well or whatever. So, you know, I've got three kids as a parent. I want to do a good job with my kids. And you know, if there's a point in time, and there has been, where, you know, it, be, it sort of appears or looks like that's all going really badly, you know, you've done a really bad job, there's something quite, you know, um, you know high-risk, um, broken, you know, evolving or unfolding, and you sort of think, well, how could I have, you know, cocked that up so badly? And that's mm. where, you know, those sorts of, stages you know particularly mm. in my adult life i've sort of thought well you know how am i how, how is this going to play out how am i actually going to recover from this how will this actually not turn out terribly mm. and you know it has been important to remember like you just said you know like if i wasn't doing that and, and with god you know if i wasn't didn't have god to hold on to then you know maybe i would have thrown in the towel or given up mm. but you know i can claim that thing that you know the verse that all things do work together for good Mm. For me, mm. you know, as I'm called according to God's purpose, if I follow His will and just keep persevering through, He'll make it work. It'll be, mm. it'll work out fine. Mm. Not the way mm. I would have, you know, not the way I wanted to, but you know, a different way mm. and probably a better way. Mm. I wouldn't mind unpacking that line a little bit. You, you said all things work for good for those who. What was it? Who love well, who love God and are called according to His purpose. You know, I yeah. translate that as. You know, if you choose to just keep your eye on God and follow God's will for you and you know, try and understand what that purpose is, then he will make all those things work out. Hmm. Even yeah. though, you know, the job or the relationship or the whatever it was you wanted may may not be the thing. Hmm. They're the things you've just got to come to deal with. You've got to just come to the realisation that way actually wasn't part of God's plan. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was, but it wasn't. So hmm. you know, show me what the plan is. Hmm. Matt, you got any response to that? Yeah, well, it's it's one of the most like I I haven't found a better way of describing it than the song "Grace" by U2. Is what I keep quoting, or 
you know, but that grace makes beauty out of ugly things. That um, uh, the the idea that all things work together for good for those who are, there's a superficial understanding that says if you're in Christ Jesus, all things should feel good and be working out well. Um, uh, yeah. Got a but um, but it's not that. Um, it's uh, all all things, even the 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 horrible things, even the things that should never have happened. All things work together for good for those who are in Christ Jesus and called according to His plan. That. That somehow grace means that God's able to take even the worst choices you've made and make turn them for good, and it's not a superficial thing to be saying. It's not a, a light thing, and 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 I don't, and it's not something you quickly tell someone. But it, but it is true that if you what you bring your whole life to God. Then even the, the the darkest moments of your life, he's able to bring light into, and and somehow use them for good. Mm-hmm. So some good can come of it. It's almost the well, it's, it's more than that. Like it, it's it's what Paul says in Romans that God uses our sufferings, and some of some of those sufferings have come from different. Like, uh, to produce character, and mm-hmm. and if assuming that we are submitting them to him, the, uh, and that character uh, ultimately produces hope. It's not that just some good comes out of it. Mm-hmm. That that you will be richer, broader, deeper, more you with. This stuff submitted to God. It's not like a, it's not like an added extra. It's like this. I am so much freer, much more me than I would have been had I not been through some of the stuff I was talking about on Sunday. Like I wouldn't. I don't want to go back to the pre-crap Matt. Um, like I don't want that, that. That person is much smaller and less me than I am now. And I'm hoping that I'm going to get to be more me. I don't really like how it happens necessarily, but I, I do. I do think you. Um, and the exercise is a good analogy. I think, like you are, you are much freer if you go through the suffering of exercise. You, you're freer to in every aspect of life. It's um, if you mm-hmm. if you discipline yourself to exercise and go through that suffering. Yep. Um, but so this is a. Some people want a kind of grace that just makes everything airy fairy, happy, clappy, nice. You know, it's not that. I think this is a deep truth of our faith that life comes on the other side of death, and it's not just Jesus' death, although that you know, I don't know if you can even say just Jesus' death, but for each one of us, there is a death we got to die, that enables life to come. Um, I don't know. I'll stop raving. And again, all this, this feels like this stuff is so deeply true, deeply personal, 
but it's pretty hard to put on a bumper sticker. Hmm. I, I'm, I've been chewing over um, the, the journey of Jonah in the Bible where he, he almost goes through all this without working through it and God says, I want you to go and speak to these people and he says, no, there's no way I'm doing that. So all, all of a sudden he's doing it without God right from the start, goes out in the boat and then, then bad storm comes and Jonah, he still doesn't really turn to God. He's just the victim of God's will. And uh, he's still kicking and screaming, getting dragged along back to the beach. And he goes and speaks to these people and they receive the message and they repent. And it's a fantastic story, except Jonah still is doing it without God. Mm. And, and, and I find his character lacking spiritual depth or character. Or, yeah. Because he just keeps going through all these trials, but not actually going through them with God, but going almost against God in them. And in the end, he just loses his temper at God and said, "Gee, I wish you just never. I wish I wasn't even born." <laughs> and so he ends up. So he's someone who goes through some pretty hard times without God. It's amazing how God still uses him. Yeah. I, I there's a I forget which where it is the Psalm that says. You know, I don't want to be led by a bit and bridle like a donkey. Like, there's almost this sense that sometimes I feel like God's done that to me. Like, He'll still use me, even though I'm being an idiot. He'll be, but He'll be, He'll be pushing me, yeah. and rather than saying, "No, that's, that's not the kind of relationship with God I particularly want." Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, one one of the things that. I find difficult in this is one of my hardest journeys was watching my mum go through MS um, and for a decade, more than a decade, moving to the point where she was bedridden, having to be hand fed. All the while through my teenage years and adult years, the 20s, um, just praying, God, if it's your will, heal her. Hmm. So this phrase of all things work for good for those who, I can never remember the last part of that phrase. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I can I know that through that I have a depth of character and a renewed strength because of the way I've journeyed through it with God. I trust God pretty much in anything because I've seen how, you know, because of that journey actually. Yeah. But I still think it's pretty crap. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and so so I, I I keep having to bounce against that superficial cheap Christianity of. If all things worked for good, my mum would still be here. Hmm. You know, that, that's that's not the Christianity that it, that that's not been my journey. But hmm. instead, I know through that journey of losing my mum, I I can use that for good to follow His kingdom. But but yeah, this psalm speaks to me in that. Yeah, I guess I think sometimes Dan of you know trials or difficulties or struggles or whatever sometimes they're events they're mm. very temporal you know something crops up in the road it's an issue it can be really bad difficult whatever and you have to sort of work through it or journey past but then you move on mm. um, but there are other things which come and they stay with you for life mm. you know and they're yeah. just things that are part of your you know your lot in life or whatever you however you want to call it yeah. and you know i think they're they're all you know, can be used by God in their own way. They can all be character building and they can all be faith building and all that sort of stuff. Um, But I mean, you know, for me, having a daughter born with a disability, a genetic thing that, you know, 
at mm. this point in time can't be resolved, can't be dealt with, is mm. yeah, that's a sort of an ongoing uh, struggle. And it's not necessarily for me. I mean, I can actually see that, you know, for our family, for, for myself, for myself and my wife, you know, it's actually been quite a positive thing. We can, we can take positives out of that. I can actually see that God has shaped the way I am and the way, you know, our family is in that and by that. But for her, seeing that as a positive, you know, working together for good, it's bloody hard to see that at times. Um, yeah. And so I just have to hold on to that and believe that. I don't actually know what that's going to look like, you know, not mm. right now and, you know, if ever, like what, how is that going to unfold? Mm. But, you know, I think, I don't know, I, I, it just does challenge me that you know, faith has to be even when you don't have the certainty of the outcome, you, know, you don't know what that end point is going to look like. Mm. And, you know, we are called to hold on to those promises. And, you know, it was interesting, Matt, you made the comment in, in this psalm, you know, God God made all his promises and he's held held to them, but we actually have to stick to our promises to God mm. as well. And you know, it is a bit of a two-way thing. And so, mm. you know, God's promise to, you know, care for and protect and, and preserve my soul into eternity, which is great. And, you know, I promise to to keep following him and go the journey. So that's what that's what I'm gonna do. And oh. how that works out for, you know, Rachel, I I don't know, but you know, I, I claim that for her as well. Yeah. yeah. And I actually think that's we're hitting on the toughest bit of this. Um, at one level, if it's your own suffering, you can make sense of it. But when it's people you love and you see them suffering mm. or see them not having the outcome you want them to, to and, mm. you know, as a parent or as, you know, member of your family, or, gee, that stuff's tough. And, you, and, and some kind of idea that it's going to work out for the best, you know, if, if, if they die or uh, if there's a, an illness that can't be fixed, or it's not superficial. Um, and it, and you, and yet, and and this is where it just—it's not. This is why you just can't put it on a bumper sticker. Like it's a kind of cliche that would do damage. Hmm. You know, it is. I I I believe in my experience, and as I talk to others, it is profoundly true that all things do work together for good for hmm. those that are in Christ Jesus and called according to His plan. But but some of those all things are horrible. Hmm. And and make you feel incredibly powerless. Yeah, yeah. Some of them don't seem to make any sense at all. There's no earthly no. sense, so there That's must right. be a there must be a much higher sense that I'm not aware of. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then Paul comes along and says, "Consider it pure joy when you're going through this stuff." Yeah. <laughs> but that's what you mean by that bumper sticker, because I, I believe what Paul said. I just wouldn't say it to anyone who's going through that time. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That somehow God's what what he's saying in this, and he's talking about his thorn in his flesh. But somehow God shows up in your weakness more than in your strength. Yeah. That that in your strength you probably don't need God, um, but in your weaknesses you know profoundly you need Him. Mm. Yeah, uh, in my strength I need Him too. But yeah, He shows up more in my yeah, weaknesses. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, we, we need to draw it to a close. Matt, I might give you the last word if you want. What's the last? What's the thing you want people to carry away with them from this psalm? Um... Uh, that ultimately it's going to be okay. That 
like that this refrain i'm i'm going to fulfill my promises in the presence of god's people i or if you're going through hell keep going ultimately it may not be how you wanted it to work out but ultimately god does work out all things for for good and you know and and remember god himself in the form of jesus had a picture of how he wanted it to work out and god the father said no that's not going to be how it works out that that and evil did its best on jesus and and that ultimately that i i think god's good at judo that God uses the power of evil against evil. That some that somehow Satan does his worst, and the the weakness and the pain and the everything else. That if you're in Christ, that that God is somehow able to do a judo move that doesn't make sense. That means that you are you become freer and more whole and more Christ-like. You know, like that list that Paul in 2 Corinthians, your weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, persecutions, difficulties. Uh, in when you're weak, you're strong. Like so that uh, it's like a, I you, this whole time as we've been talking, I keep reaching for the three word capturing of this that makes sense. But it, it feels like this is a deep truth. It's a core truth of Christianity. Um, but I don't know how to communicate it in a way that doesn't sound trite or and 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 is easily understood. Anyway, so it's a roundabout way to say if you're going through hell, keep going. It's going to be okay. Mm. Yeah. Great. Well, we need to finish up. We could keep this chat going for an hour, I think. Easy. Another hour. Yeah. Um, encourage you who are listening, um, have some of these chats with those around you. Uh, really, like this is the kind of depth of conversation that, that will really give you strength as you go through it. Just keep coming back to God and bringing him into it. So it really encourage you. Go and read Psalm 116 again. Let it sink in. Um, yeah, great. So thanks, guys, for joining us. And uh, we'll catch you next week. No problem. Don't forget, read it at least twice. <laughs> yeah, good, good. <laughs>